0: Learning for the first time about aphantasia. Carl Sagan, the Super Mario Maker streamer, he has like no mind's eye. It's called aphantasia. He can't mentally picture anything effectively. Imagine, if you will, you may wish to close your eyes. Imagine in your head a red star. So try to imagine a red star and try to think about what that red star looks like to you, what do you like actually see in your head? Do you see the outline of a star? Can you see like a big, bright, red, vivid looking star? Which one of these would you say best represents what you were actually able to see in your head? You motherfuckers saying six, I can only see one. The only, I don't see any actual star and it definitely isn't red. And now that I've learned that some people can't do this, it makes me more think on what I can do. I can picture anything. I can picture a red star in my head, make it fucking dance with a top hat. Some nights I have this issue where if I think about... No, if I picture something disgusting, my brain won't stop producing images like that, and it keeps me awake. I have to mentally focus on picturing something else. Or my brain will just continue to show me disgusting shit and prevent me from sleeping and like like in vivid detail But I just think it'd be very weird living life where you can't make such visualizations, you know Do people without a mind I dream? They can have unintentional Visual imageries, but not intentional ones. They can't intentionally bring forth um, such imagery I, I guess I must have realized that people do differ in terms of their ability to produce images and like mentally rotate them and shit I guess I've really never really thought about the implications of that. Having the right answer doesn't make you correct. It is possible to hold my exact position on issues and for me to still think you're dumb when I hear about how you reach those conclusions. It's like it's, it's the, that analogy I use sometimes of a of a very complicated math problem on a whiteboard and there's a mathematician sitting there for hours trying to figure it out, scratching his head, just, and a little girl walks up and goes, It's seven. He's like, what? It's, it's seven, sir. So, and he's like, go away, girl. And then after hours longer, he finds out the answer is seven. And he's like, oh, he runs out to the girl and he's like, how did you get the answer? And she's just like, well, my favorite number seven. So it's seven. The girl had the right answer, but she's not smart. What caused me to use Adblock for the first time? I still use it, although I do have YouTube premium as well. Do I care if you turn on adblock? I mean, I'd rather you didn't turn on adblock, but I use adblock myself. I've told this story many times. When someone on Facebook, a long time ago, I believe it was Sarah, like a friend of a friend or whatever, said, um, oh, they're, they're putting they're putting ads at the beginning of YouTube videos now. That's going to be terrible. And I said to her, no, that's great news. It's going to be more money for content creators. More people are going to make content. It's, it's going to be great. P- people are finally going to get paid for the work in the way that they deserve. And we'll just get better content out of it. And for years, this was my view. So for like five something years, I watched heaps of ads. I'm like, yeah, this is supporting people, good shit. Then I became a Twitch streamer, and I would host people. Hosting effectively being a system where you send your viewers to another streamer. And I would go to their channel after I hosted them, and I would get an ad. And so there would be this awkward moment where the person who have hosted, they're like, ah, oh, I know if they're here, they might be getting an ad. And they'd be like this 20 seconds of silence. And then I get there and like, did they, did, they say, did they acknowledge my host? Did they say thanks for the host? Ah, uh, ah, uh. and I hate it. I hate it so much that I got ad blocked that day. It, it, was, it was hurting my ability to, to host and raid people. I don't think raiding was a thing back then. But to, to engage with other creators, so I used it. How did YouTubers make money before YouTube ads? Oh, there were ads on YouTube, just not in front of videos. What would I do if a fan came to my house? Matt, what would you do if a fan went to your house to say hello? I'd fucking call the police. That's just weird. I'd worry for my safety, because if a person is that nuts, not to understand social decorum to the extent where they think coming to my house is okay, I'd be worried that I'm about to die. I, I you hear stories like Gavin and um, his missus, or whatever, me, uh, Meg. They had a fan come to their house, whatever, was was violent, whatever. I think they hid, the person broke in and they called the cops and they, they hid in some closet or something. And you hear stories like the parents will bring their kids to the home and knock on the door To get pictures and stuff. That's just weird. Streaming as a small streamer is a waste of time. Any tips for streaming or something? Uh, Don't do it. You're better off making YouTube content and then transitioning with that audience to Twitch. Getting started on Twitch these days with everything being so saturated and there being so many people fighting just for for that tiny amount of attention that are those very small streamers get. The odds of you getting noticed is very low. You've got to bring viewers from somewhere else to Twitch these days. Else, uh, you've got to have contacts with other streamers that can help you and host you and raid you and whatnot. Um, or you have to, you know, get advertisement through tournaments for other games or have a very particular niche that uh, will, will get you noticed like it's just... Even if only a few people watch you, like the thing you do is just so unique that it will get on live stream fails or be written about in Kotaku or something, you know, that kind of thing. If you're thinking, I'm gonna stream and just play some Fortnite, or some CSGO, or some GTA 5, or just, you know, something that there's already at least a million people doing right this very second, like it's... You're not planning for success there, you're just ultimately wasting your time. Yeah, leeching is definitely a method to get on Twitch. Because you you bypass the early stages by basically getting your yourself in front of a, a lot of viewers via a big streamer. Viewer says cyberbullying isn't real. I think if you ever became a streamer with a significant enough audience, you'd realize the, the lengths that some people will go to try to get you riled up. It's hard to agree with that position. The position of people where it's like, man, you can just close yourself off from social media, man. Disregard the main form of communication with the modern world for the rest of your life. It's not a big deal, man. People who say these things are, I would say, I would say brain-dead, let's just say. Especially when you're a kid, you're in high school or something, everyone's on fucking social media, you don't want to be left out, you don't want to be missing out on things, man. Because I'm a bit in- bigger now, I'm a- I'm insulated for some- from some of the stuff that used to be an issue back in the day. But I had a smaller streamer talk to me recently about how there's a dude who keep ma- he keeps making fake accounts to harass the streamer, but even when he gets banned, he'll whisper all the viewers of the chat and harass them to stop watching the dude or say things that used to happen to me where it's like Hey, man, uh, you know the streamer forgot to unban me So just tell tell the streamer to unban me or whatever and the the viewers think they're helping and they tell you this and it's like It's just like the daily grind of just having to deal with this shit. Yeah, it can really be draining Thankfully not a lot of people like this out, out there exist, but oh, I'm trying to say is people online and off will go to There are some real fucking crazy people out there and if you don't believe these people go to insane lengths to fuck with you, you're crazy. Like like people make fake accounts, catfish you and shit. You hear these stories about these people in high school, they'll think they've got into a relationship with a person on fucking online or something, but it's they're bully or something, pretending to be someone else. That 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 shit is is bullying online, right? It's it's fucking crazy. You know what I'm saying? Why I have always liked the YouTube comment section. As a person who was never super talkative when I was younger and then when I got older, I became very frustrated that the the quote-unquote friends that I had at the time didn't have the same interests as me. Going on YouTube and stuff and finding people with similar interests or going, in, uh, becoming, going on Twitch and have, finding people with similar interests has, just, has always been wonderful. My life has been more complete being on the internet than, than it ever was prior to my internet life, you could say. You're wrong, comments. Gotta love the no that's wrong comment with nothing said to back it up. Oh, dude, I get those all the fucking time. And sometimes I respond to them like, dude, you took the time to say I'm wrong, to insult me, but you at no point attempted to say why I'm wrong or make any kind of an argument that would change my mind. Your comment is completely useless. In some weird way, it just makes me more confident. Because if you had some meaningful uh, argument, you would present it, right? What kind of kid was I in high school? I was the kid that everyone knew of, but had no real strong opinion of. I kept to myself. I just existed. I didn't make any waves. No one really paid attention to me. I was like that picture on the wall that is always there, and you never really take notice of it. On very rare occasions, you might go, huh, there's a picture, and you just go back to doing nothing, you know? I have effectively no memory of being in high school, because I spent most of the time depressed, and that's about it. Do I want to have kids? Do I want kids anytime soon? Nah. Like, I'm the kind of person who looks at having a dog as too much responsibility, as much as I love dogs. When I see little kids, I get that, oh, man, that's adorable. Like, they're they're so ignorant of the world and you teach them things and you help in the next generation or whatever, and they're they're always so curious and thankful or whatever when you help them out. And it's, it's all adorable to me. But actually having a kid and having that responsibility for, you know, the rest of your life is a bit much. The amount of, oh, that's cute, that the kid kicked the ball or whatever, doesn't make up for, I don't think, like, you know, the kid having a tantrum in a shopping mall or something, or the financial cost of having a kid. Why do people get triggered over politics? I don't understand why people get so triggered over political beliefs. If you legitimately believe that you have some semblance of what would make society better, Here's another way of putting it, let's say that you live in an area where you're getting by specifically because of a government policy. Would you not be very invested in whatever political party is enabling that policy to exist? At that point, it's not really just a political opinion, it's kind of like life or death. If you accept any level of the commentary on the likely uh, effect of uh, CO2 and whatnot on the climate, um, and you worry about what the world's gonna be like in 50 years, at that point, it's, it's less of just a political opinion and more like survival. Political opinions aren't just a matter of facts; it's a matter of value. I don't believe there's a, a, like an objective reason outside of goals why you should care about another person. So like when a person says, I don't care about anyone except me, I don't think they're factually wrong to do that, but I have a difference of values. As in, I do care about other people and the well-being of humanity in general. And when I, when I see people who specifically engage in actions that I think will have a negative effect on society, and will lower a very large amount of people's quality of life, specifically for the greed of some individuals, it's very hard not to get angry. It, it's, it's very hard not to get cranky at people who I see using their democratic voting ability to make the world a worse place. Whether it's for their own greed or out of ignorance, I, I, I don't know how to just ignore that. Like while you recognize your own fallibility and you recognize that you might be wrong, it's very hard just to dismiss everything that you believe and go, well, I might be wrong. Like, you recognize your convictions, being confident in your own views and your own values or whatever and blah 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 uh, and, and you believe in that one political party is worse than the other, so obviously, People who vote for the other other side, they likely have the same kind of feelings, right? Just having strong convictions doesn't necessarily mean you're rights, but it, I don't, I don't know, it's just, it's just very hard once you get to a certain age to just be completely apathetic about politics while having some understanding of them. Should the uber-wealthy be barred from public office? Rich people should not be able to run for public office. They cannot be defenders or representatives when they represent nobody in their interests or directly against everyone else. It doesn't matter where the person comes from, what their demographics are. It where they've been. It doesn't matter. It matters what policies they'd implement, or that you can reasonably believe they, they would implement if they had the ability to implement policy. Fuck who they are, or where they've come from. And I'd say the same thing about a person being rich. There, there are clearly rich people who could represent my interests far better than a poor person could. More, more than that, being educated and being intelligent is certainly correlated with being rich, or at least being wealthy. You could potentially make the argument, a person who has, let's say, global financial ties, or is so wealthy that they, they ultimately can't remove themselves from their economic interests, these people should probably not be allowed to run for office. Because you can't imagine such a person being able to, you know, remove themselves from their bias, or to accurately represent things fairly as opposed to their particular interests. Why some streamers don't always thank subs and donations? How do streamers ignore $100 donations? Not you Matt, but there's people I've seen who just ignore all donations and subs because streamers I never donate to them. I've never seen a person ignore a $100 donation, but when you when you get to a certain size if you thank every sub that you receive That's all your stream will be if you give attention to people who donate $5 That's all your streams gonna be if there's 40,000 people there There are definitely enough people there to give you $5 every 20 seconds just for your attention. The point of being a streamer is to both enjoy yourself and make good content. And there's no way in hell you could make good content if you're thanking people for $5 every 20 seconds. People like, I I came here to watch Shroud play Apex Legends, not say thanks for the $5 753 times. I mean, It's it's certainly possible that some people are just so rich that they just don't give a shit even about a hundred dollars. They're like, Yeah, who cares? But I doubt that's many. Donations are awesome. Showing people your appreciation, showing the people who support your content some appreciation is is awesome. But at the end of the day, just by the nature of alerts and stuff, it is possible that can uh, take away from the content if it happens too frequently. Have I ever worked in retail? Have you ever worked in retail? I have! Unfortunately, I never had to deal with customers. I worked in fresh produce outside of the occasional person going. Where's the carrots? I, I, I Didn't have to do any of that shit these days You have to also be trained on registers if you're in any department No, I think for the last year that I was there that was the policy But whenever anyone asked for someone from fresh produce to go to the registers I would send someone else because I had seniority I mean most people are totally fine the ones that stick out to you would be the uh, the crazies there were, there were two interactions with customers that I remember one where a person was standing in front of the mushrooms and I was standing next to them and they said something like, Hey, how's it going? I was like, oh, good, thanks. How are you? And the guy turns to me, looks at me weirdly and I see he has a um, wireless receiver in his ear and he was talking on the phone. I was just like... It was so small, like it was was on the side that I couldn't see and I'm like, what the fuck was I meant there? It felt so awkward. Another one where I dropped something on my main finger and I was like, ah, oh, hmm. a person asked me a question. I'm holding my finger like this, and like, oh, where's, where's so and so? I'm like, oh, it's, it's, it's down there. And I, I, point with like my middle finger, like this, something like that. Because, because I just hurt my finger, and I think nothing of it, and then I walk off, and I get called to the, to the front desk, and this woman's complained that I've given her the finger, and I was just like, who are you? What are you talking about? Oh, yeah, I did help you. And the manager's like, so why did you do this? I'm like. Well, I just pointed with the finger that I had available. I just hurt my finger and the woman I think was like, I don't believe you. I'm like, I don't care if you believe me. And I say to the manager, I've been here for like five years. Why would I use some random person the finger? Can I go back to work now? And I just leave. In no world other than that, I use my middle finger. Could you have interpreted that as me giving someone the finger? Do I support legal weed? Clearly, the, the amount of harm caused by weed pales in comparison to alcohol, tobacco, and many drugs that are perfectly legal. There is no standard that I could conceive of that would justify things like weed being uh, illegal, and yet things like alcohol being legal. As I say, it's, it's not a matter of is weed harmful in some context. It's a matter of whether it's sufficient harm to justify banning it and whether or not banning it causes more harm than it prevents and in my view It clearly causes more harm than it prevents You have perfectly functional people with perfectly functional lives who smoke weed every goddamn day and cause no trouble for anyone Viewer believes women have an advantage on Twitch due to physical attractiveness Of the upper echelons of twitch very few women like very very few as with everything in life being attractive benefits you in terms of getting out of the uh, the hole that is the you know less than 5 viewers area but there's more to building a, a success successful stream than being physically attractive i would I would argue the majority of female streamers on this platform are not what you might call titty streamers it's uh it's selection bias the only female streamers that you take notice enough of or the only ones that you will see noted on our uh, livestream fails or other platforms that talk about Twitch, um, are, are those who are doing the wrong thing, right? Go to any gaming section, scroll down, look at the first fifteen women. I'd be surprised if you found one. Do I like microtransactions in games? My thoughts on microtransactions: I'm again, I don't like them in any capacity. They are here to stay though. The one advantage that I have heard of microtransactions is that it gives something for the staff of these game companies to do in between big releases. I don't know how true this is, I've just heard this claim. It was more common before microtransactions for companies to hire on a bunch of staff and then when a game was completed they'd effectively kick them to the curb but now they um they keep them on doing small things and the next game comes around they jump on that. I don't know how true that is but I'm just trying to think of the benefits of microtransactions. There's there's also the benefit that some games wouldn't other otherwise receive updates but because of microtransactions the the the, the companies still have a reason to keep updating uh, certain worlds and games but i think microtransactions in most cases these days are used instead of dlc like in under normal circumstances you would receive a fully fledged new story with the characters and stuff but instead of spending the time developing that these companies just put all their manpower into making microtransaction content because the return on investment is higher with that content than than with the standard DLC. That's what happened with GTA V. Microtransactions that influence gameplay are awful, even in single-player games. The game has to be designed around the existence of these uh, microtransactions. No one is going to spend the time uh, developing these things unless they have the expectation that people are going to buy them or, or have reason to buy them, right? But even cosmetics in microtransactions are still bad because once upon a time, you know, in some of these games you'd be able to get like the coolest looking items and and mounts and stuff in the game. But suddenly, they need to have something to be able to sell. So they need, you know, stuff that looks okay or decent in the game but really awesome in the microtransaction store, right? If the stuff that you could get easily in-game looked awesome, why would you shut out the money to get it from the store? Like, it's, it's hard to tell with cosmetics how many of those cosmetics would have just ended up in the game anyway if it wasn't for the existence of microtransactions, or how much of it simply wouldn't have existed if microtransactions didn't exist. It's, it's impossible to say. Because, like, DLC was the original microtransaction, and, they, they ha- and people just came more to accept that because at least it was a bundled package. But there's always been claims that people have, you know, Cut out sections of their game specifically to make it into uh, a DLC, and now as microtransactions is all—it's all terrible. I suppose one additional benefit of games based around microtransactions is that players are not sectioned off from each other. Uh, like traditionally with DLC, if you didn't have the DLC, you couldn't interact or play with uh, pe- people who who have the DLC. Right? When it's all free. Everyone has access to it. Everyone gets the new maps and and maybe you have to grind a bit But at least everyone can technically access everything. The companies aren't sitting there being like How can we keep all the player base together as much as possible? That's what we care about. No, it's how can we make the most money? They just defend their decision to make it free to play microtransaction garbage as opposed to pay DLC they defend that by saying, oh, this is in the best interest of the consumer. But it's not really. They just care about making more money and they make more money with the microtransaction than the, than the DLC. In ages past, the developers would just go, we need the best looking cosmetics imaginable. Get people super fired up for completing the content and getting all this gear and stuff. But now it's like, look guys, we need stuff that looks good, but let's not go crazy. I mean, we've still got to make some cosmetics for microtransactions, right? There's only a finite amount of cool looking shit that can exist and well, you know, the stuff you pay for has got to look better than the stuff that you don't, right? Any game that has microtransactions has been built with microtransactions in mind, and the game that is eventually made has to, in some sense, reinforce the purchasing of microtransactions, or why would you spend the time and money making them? Cosmetic microtransactions are just the least um, abrasive of the microtransactions, because at least they don't technically affect gameplay. But as everyone points out, like, you know, looking cool in game, in, in, in game or having cool skins and stuff, that is a part of the gameplay, that is a part of the fun. That is, in part, that is part of the enjoyment. All, all it means is that uh, at least there's a level playing field when it comes to uh, competitions with other people. It, it's still not a preferable circumstance. Be sure to like the video and subscribe to my channel, it costs you nothing and I wish you all the best.